by the fans for the fans covering all four major sports in the district of champions it's the dc crossover podcast with your hosts mike cerrone and ben simpson hello and welcome to episode 147 of the dc crossover i am ben simpson that is mike cerrone glad to have you with us as we uh, have t- kind of been off and on the past two, three weeks or so. We've both been busy. Mike, of course, in the heat of the season for high school baseball. Myself in the process of selling our home and buying a new one. So it's been a little crazy over here in crossover land. But that's okay because football season's over. So now we're getting into these other sports. The madness of March, of course, going on. Uh, and then baseball season opening day coming up on Thursday. And I guess that's a good place to start um, with opening day, Mike, and the Washington Nationals, of course, here locally, uh, starting a brand new season that we, as we've talked about on this show, not a whole lot of expectations uh, as I I play their little intro music here. (laughs) So Thursday, 105 start at Nats Park. Patrick Corbin, the opening day starter for the Nats. Max Freed starting for Atlanta. I wanted to run these by you, Mike, some of the changes at Nationals Park here for 2023. All right. So, Hit me with it. Uh, this comes to us from WTOP.com. Uh, first off, their Nats Park retail store, there's going to be some new lines of premium products such as Vineyard Vines, Columbia, and Johnny O, so a bunch of new merch. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not a big uh, go to the ballpark and go to the team store and buy a uh, $200 sweater at Nats Park. That's not really my right. thing. I mean, I don't mind, you know, like the City Connect jerseys when those came out and, st- and like the shirts and all that. Like that was kind of fun, but. I'm not really going to Nats Park to buy a Vineyard Vines, uh, like, uh, uh, quarter zip. Yeah, you were whatever. (laughs) Like, you know, that's not really my thing, especially with how marked up that stuff is. Uh, So maybe that one will skip. (laughs) Um, New bobbleheads coming this season. You got uh, Josiah Gray, a City Connect bobblehead. Looks pretty cool, him pitching, and he's wearing the, the gray cherry blossom jerseys. Um, the There's going to be a lot more cherry blossom merch inside Nats Park this year, as that was kind of a slow building release last season. Um, there's going to be... Uh, 
Oh, here's a big one. Here's a big one. So this year there's going to be grab and go drink options. So the way it's going to work is, and I'm I'm looking at a picture right now, is it's like a bunch of you know fridges, and it says right above it says step one, grab a beer. Step two, check out at kiosk. Step three, yeah. get back yeah. to the action. So that is that is big, because I think you know you and I both know you go to the ballpark. Yeah, you, you if you're lucky enough to get a vendor to come by your seat and you happen to have cash on hand or whatever, like it's easy to buy beer from your seat. If not, you have to go back, get in a line, you know, wait around, you know, wait in line. Maybe you miss some pitches, you miss some batters, etc. Depending on kind of how long the lines are on a hot day, those beer lines are super long. With this new system, the way they're trying to do is they're trying to cut down on that, where it's as simple as you just going to the fridge, grabbing a beer, paying for it, and then you can leave. I love that. Right. I think all ballparks should be, and maybe they are, and maybe we're just late to the game, but I feel like this is the way things should be at this point. Do you agree? Well, when me and Jess went to the Defenders game, that's actually where we got our stuff. So oh, okay. we didn't get you know crazy and you know get like all these different food items and stuff like that. We just wanted to get drinks and you know I don't know a pretzel or some something small like that. You know, right. So we actually, below our seats, we had one of those grab-and-go sections, and it was awesome. I mean, literally, you went in there, we grabbed a, grabbed a drink, uh, you know, if you wanted chips or something like that. You put it on the little scan that has a camera on it, and then there's someone there basically to take your payment option. Um, so there is a, there is a, a person sure. running I assume the, the I assume they're checking IDs, the person that's at the... At the stand too, right? Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. I mean, I, I, I my beard was a little, uh, I guess, long at that point, so they didn't really even check my ID. Sure. Okay. Um, but yeah. So at the, but at the time, like you know, I'm sure they, they are, because then you, you can't. Have, yeah, like, I was curious. Like, like was, thirteen. Year okay. Old, so like, yeah, there's there still somebody there. But the point is, like, you're not having to stand and wait in line super long. Yeah. It's just literally just you're grabbing it, you're going, you're paying, and you're gone. That's that's right. way yep, that's, that's the way it exactly should be. What it is. Especially at the ballpark. I mean. As you said, a lot of the time, once you get your first round of food or whatever, the rest of your time spent getting drinks. I mean, like you're not really necessarily going back and forth, standing in line, getting more and more food throughout the game. I mean, you pretty much just, at least the way I do, is usually you're one and done in the first inning food-wise, and then the rest of the time you're just getting beers. <laughs> so that's the way right, to go. Right, yeah. Uh, food options-wise, there's going to be a signature double patty smash burger on the menu. Okay. Um, All right. American cheese, griddled onions. I know you don't like that. Crisp dill pickle, oh, sig gross. signature sauce. This comes from Swizzler, um, the signature smash burger. There is um, going to be some like barbecue. I will say this picture of this barbecue. It look makes it look like the driest barbecue I've ever seen on the planet. <laughs> it's these ribs, and they look like they're literally, again, like the driest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, they have like a horse after the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, it literally <laughs> looks foot. like that. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's like a foot. It's awful looking, but maybe it tastes good. Uh, Nats Park has relaunched Chesapeake Crab Cake Company, offering crab cake sandwiches, a Maryland crab dog, and other items like that. Yeah. Like that, we're infringing a little bit on the Orioles territory there with the crab, <laughs> the crab theme there. Right. Right. Uh, we've got. There's going to be, for the 2023 season, there's going to be seven value days, at least one each month, when tickets, concessions, merch, and parking will all be up to 30% off value days. Now, okay. you can tell, obviously, the team's going to be terrible, and you can tell right, the, the, right. they're trying to figure out how do we get people to the ballpark. So maybe it's 30% off of everything. Maybe that gets more people coming to the games. Um, a couple other things here. 
Pratt Cocktail Company is offering three new flavors of custom cocktails at the ballpark this year. A mango basil margarita, a cherry blossom mule, and a bourbon smash. I like the sound of the bourbon smash. I might be. But then again, it's like <laughs> a cocktail at Nats Park. That's got to be like 22 bucks or something. Like right. that's got to uh, – there's no way that thing's going to well, be cheap. That, here, the, the problem is, is I, you know where the, the devil's backbone like little stand is right, up right. in the corner? So I went up there one time because I love the orange smash. Right, right. I, I love that. That 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 is the the tits. All right. There you I go. And I said it. Okay. okay. So <laughs> it it is <laughs> it is literally awesome. So I went up there. Me and Jess went to the the game. I think it was it was last season. I forgot exactly what game it was. And um, we literally went there, and they didn't have the orange smash, and they were they had like Bud Light. I'm like. What, what kind of this is a devil's backbone stand and you don't even have a devil's backbone drink yeah it like doesn't you, make any sense they have like a like a corona and i'm like i i i trekked all the way up here to the 400 levels where oh yeah because it's cl- way up there it's at the top I, I know exactly where you're talking about too which yeah. everything up there is closed because there's not enough people that were going yeah to the so game there's nothing year. there's like three stands open and they're like what are you even doing here <laughs> what are you right. even doing yeah. at the game yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I was, oh man, I was so, I was so butthurt about. Yeah, that I don't honestly. Ugh. I, I, for me, it's like if I'm going to a ball game and look like I like craft beer, like I like trying different cocktails, all this sort of stuff. For me personally, when I'm at a game, though, I feel like I'm like a Bud Light, Miller Light, like the, uh, ballpark type yeah, beers easy, type guy. Yeah. Um, but I do like, like in the summertime, you know, maybe they get a good. I don't know, hazy or something like that out there. I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, I'm. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to Nats Park. I, I haven't been in you know, three years or, 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 right. or more. So uh, I, I do think I got to get out a little bit more this season. But th- that's some of the new offerings. I think they're they're trying some new things, man. They're trying to Dude, new food I'll tell you stuff one like thing, that. When, when we went to, so I went to the Wizards game uh, against the Kings, yeah. like I told you about. And I'll tell you one thing. So overpriced for drinks. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable. I spent. So Jess got two rounds. I got one round, and then uh, and what, what was it? I think the price for I mean I we got two double deuces of like a Michelob and uh, I don't know Bud Light seltzer or something sure. like that, right? It was literally like thirty seven dollars. Yeah, that's, for two it's just insane. I, oh, dude, I my my bank account literally it has fire underneath of it, and it's just burning up because I literally went there and I said, "Whoa!" and you want a tip? Like, right. look at it. first of all, all you did was hand me the can. Right. And second, I mean, I could literally do that myself. And then also, they literally sat there and were like, yep, $37. And I was like, wait, wait a second. I mean, you give me 24 ounces of liquid and it cost me $18. It's insane. It's insane. And that's, I mean, Nats Park prices aren't that much better. I mean, it's, I think it's like you want fans to be able to come out to the ballpark. You can't be charging this much money for for beer, and I and I get it. Like it's a business. Like this is what it is for a lot of ballparks. But at the same time, I just don't like. It's pretty. I, I don't. If you want to get and look, obviously, if I'm going to a game, I'm not trying to necessarily get drunk. I'm trying to watch the game. But if you you can't even get drunk without spending like a hundred dollars, like right, it's impossible. Right. It's uh, the only way to do it at Nats Park is to go to the bullpen before right. because then they they give you like seven dollar drinks. Right, like exactly. Like you have to drink before the game, basically. Otherwise, yeah, you you just can't spend that much money in the stadium. It's just insane. I mean, as much as you pay for the tickets. You end right. up paying double that in in food and and beer and all that sort of stuff. So that is that. But I did want to. I, I will. I, yeah. I will say that. I will say though that the Wizards game was pretty fun. 
uh, they they got boat raced because the Kings shot sixty percent from deep. Love it. Uh, so that was great. Um, like every every shot they they did, I just kept looking at the scoreboard and the the three point percentage kept going up. It was unbelievable. Um, but that was it was fun. Now yeah. it'd be it'd be more fun if you know we had Gilbert Arenas and John sure. Wall and stuff like that. But like you know when you have Kyle Kuzma over there, I mean he got hurt in the first like two minutes. Yeah, uh, but that's true. overall it was uh it, it was all right. I mean it was the crowd surprisingly was large. So I'm not gonna lie. Well, it was, Sacramento, it was not Sacramento's pretty good this year. So maybe those uh, <laughs> maybe, those maybe town, uh transplants uh, on MLB for for MLB opening day. Some of the and I, and I do want to get into the Nats um, over under for the season in a sec, but I will say the the pitching matchups to watch out for on opening day besides the the Nats, obviously, um, because. Our boy Patrick Corbin is going to be on the hill. Um, some of the really good ones, I mean, Aaron Nola versus Jacob deGrom, Phillies at Texas. That's going to be a fun one. Um, you've got Max Scherzer against Sandy Alcantara. That's Mets Miami at 410. Um, you've got uh, Shane Bieber against Luis Castillo. That's Cleveland at Seattle. That's at 10 o'clock. Probably not going to stay up for that one. Uh, Corbin Burns versus Marcus Stroman. That's Milwaukee and Chicago at 220. I love I love I love MLB opening day because I it, I it's it, no matter how bad your team is or whatever like that, I love just flipping around on opening day, checking in on the different games. I mean, starting at one o'clock, you've got, I mean, every team is playing on opening day this year. So all day long, all afternoon long, you've got games going. Uh, if you have MLB TV, you can flip around a bunch of different games. It's, 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 it's a great day. And the Nats are the technically one of the teams to start off the day. It's them playing. And then San Francisco and the Yankees also are at one Oh five. Um, so, We'll see what happens, but regardless, we know this team is going to be pretty bad, and and so let's get into the over-under. So right now on our pal DraftKings, you've got Nationals over-under 59.5, both being uh, minus 110 uh, for for either over or under. Mike, I'll let you go first. Are you going over or under 59.5 wins? For the Washington Nationals, I will remind you that the Nats' record last year, 55-107 and 107 last season. So, <laughs> thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, so, the, so the biggest thing that you look at right now is that the Nats are ranked as the worst team in the major leagues. <laughs> they have the lowest win-loss total uh, you know, future bet in the entire major leagues. And then you look at... Uh, DraftKings, and on there it says you can bet on who's going to get the least amount of wins in the entire MLB. And right now, plus I think 360 are the Nats, and then everybody else, like the Pirates and so on and so forth, are above them. But it's kind of crazy that, just just going along real fast about how the Nats went from winning a World Series to all of a sudden now being somehow <laughs> worse than the Pirates. Worst team in the league, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's just nuts because the Pirates sell off every single player they have, and now we're still projected as the worst team in the major league. So, honestly, I'm going to go over. I, okay, I think that, okay. I mean, I like it. Because if you think about it, 162 games, they have to squeak through with 60 wins, which if you look at that, that's still 102 losses. So, obviously, you you look at some of these guys, and you never really know how C.J. Abrams is going to come out. You never know how, obviously, not Cade Cavalli anymore. Um, but then you're looking at Mackenzie Gore, and you're looking at how Josiah Gray and Kiva Ruiz, 
you know, mesh together. And, and just overall, you're seeing some of these guys be uh, under the umbrella of what is their potential. And this year is going to show how some of these players can break out possibly uh, and maybe show something and maybe lead this team because we've seen this team suck in the past. I mean, we, we, we've said embrace the suck, um, you know, last season. And that's the thing is, honestly, when, you, when, when you're pinpointing this team and how many wins they're going to get, they have better prospects that are in the starting lineup and also basically in the dugout, in the bullpen, so on and so forth, than, say, the Orioles did, you know, five years ago when the Orioles had, you know, terrible seasons and whatnot. So you're looking at this team and saying, can they squeak by with 60-plus wins? I think they can. Now, you never know what's going to happen because, hey, maybe they get on a little hot streak and they win four games in a row or something like that. Yes, they can get on a low streak and lose eight in a row. You never really know. But when it comes down to it, I just think that they have good enough prospects and good enough, uh, I guess you you could say, really young players. Like I said, C.J. Abrams, Kiba Ruiz, and so on and so forth. Uh, Luis Garcia, those type of players that can actually sit there and maybe get hot here and there and squeak over uh, the 60 win marks. I'm going to say over, and I will go with 63. I'm going a big, fat under, because this team <laughs> won 55 games, and they had one soda for half the year. And they uh, and they were still, right. you know, they, they, they still only won 55 games. And I'm looking at this lineup. And we've talked about it. And yeah, we're still excited. We're, we're embracing the suck. We want some of these guys. I mean, like Joey Menendez, like maybe he'll have a breakout year. He looked pretty great during the World Baseball Classic playing for Mexico. I'm going a big fat under because I'm looking at Corey Dickerson. I'm looking at Jamer Candelario. I'm looking at Victor Robles. Uh, I mean, this is this is not a good team. I'm looking at a lot of uh, struggling pitchers on the pitching staff as well. We've already lost. Uh, you know, one of our pitchers is already hurt, so now it looks like Chad Cool is going to be our fifth starter. You know, Chad Cool, your favorite yeah. pitcher. Uh, He's a cool guy. I'm going definitely under uh, under 59 and a half. I'm, I'm I would be. I, I expect them, honestly, to be right around where they were last year. 55 wins last year. I'll say maybe they grab 56. <laughs> like, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. It's going to be rough. Um, but we did have a futures bet that we wanted to place as well um, for uh, on the show. Because as Mike and I have talked about, like, with the Nats being so bad... It's it's we want to stay engaged in the MLB season. Obviously, I have I have the Tigers. They're also terrible. So it's going to be you know in order for us to stay engaged. You know what that means is we got to lay a little bit money on the line. So we want you to join us in this journey if you want. Um, bet responsibly on DraftKings.com and uh, go with well, this is what we're going with: Tigers, Rockies, Pirates, Reds, and Royals, all to record sixty plus regular season wins. It is plus 200, and we're each putting in $20, 20 smackaronis. I hope you guys do as well. And, yeah, I mean, look, this makes it interesting because now, you know, these are pretty bad teams, and but it, it makes it a little more fun, a little more skid in the game. Like, for plus 200, yeah. why not? Why not? I mean, 60 wins. We're talking about 60 wins. Yeah, the Nats aren't going to get to 60 wins, but maybe these teams <laughs> will. I mean... Tigers are bad, but actually all these teams are pretty freaking bad. Uh, but why not? Well, plus yeah. 200. Again, that's Tigers, Rockies, Pirates, Reds, and Royals. This is a uh, DraftKings. If you if you have DraftKings, you go to the win parlays for team futures under MLB odds, and uh, that's one of the props there is Tigers, Rockies, Pirates, Reds, and Royals, all 60-plus 
regular season wins. You're a big uh, you're a big Pirates fan, Mike. You're going to be following them this year. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, well, I mean, honestly, I, I will be. You know, I mean, now, now you're looking at it. I mean, I I, I wanted a bit to place a futures bet because of the sole fact that you know when you're looking at it. It's fun to follow a few teams sure. that you don't usually follow, and I'm also in this this uh you know I'm a, I'm just a G- degenerate gambler, and I'm, I'm in this uh this league where basically it's it's called Fortnite, um and it's basically where there's about I don't know thirty people or whatever, and every single person has a team, and whichever team scores uh all the way through um, 12 or I think it's 13 runs. So basically what happens is they, if they score one, okay, they write down the date and that's when they score one, they score 10. That's the date. And whoever scores one through 13 first wins like this ginormous pot. Jeez. So it's, it's, it's actually pretty sick. Cause last year I got in second and so I, I won nothing. Um, but uh, it was, it was pretty intense because literally I had the Indians and the Indians, I mean, let's be honest here or the guardians, whatever the hell their name right, is. Right, right. Um, and uh, I had them for the entire season, which sucked, but now I have the Yankees. Oh, so well, easy. A little, di- little, little bit different. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty excited that I got a team that actually has people except for maybe one. Um, that can uh, actually hit the ball out of the yard and stuff like that. So it's going to be fun to watch the season. Now, obviously, uh, you know we'll be watching uh, f- as much as we can, but obviously we can't watch the Nats unless we have cable, which we don't. Oh, so right, right. Uh, I guess we'll be following on our phones. Yeah, I do for now. I mean, we're going to be moving in a couple months, and I'm thinking about not renewing my cable for the, the next place and just going all in with YouTube TV, especially with the NFL uh, going to YouTube TV next season. So... That might be the move, and Masson is not on YouTube TV, so I'm gonna have to figure out something. We're just sports DC sports podcast. You can't even watch your own uh, own team, so <laughs> I'll have to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, well, hey, you, you you can watch my team because my team has the uh, the game changer app, and you can watch my team go out there and, and kick some ass. Your team. Yeah, my my team of coaching. Oh, oh, duh. Yeah, okay. I was like, what are you talking? Which, about? by the yeah. way, which by well, I was that was more so a joke, right? Right. Because right. uh, you're not going to watch no, it, no. but 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 more so, they found the podcast, which is oh, unfortunate. No. Um, so they they found it, and because one kid on my team like fall try to try to request a follow and saw like the link sure. in my Instagram bio, and then they like shared it out to everyone. So now everyone's asking on the pod, and I, of course they start listening literally. The three weeks that nothing's going on, right? Like we're, we're we're on and off and everything like that, so that kind of sucks. But they told me to give a shout out to Scary Jerry, so I'm giving right. a shout out to, to, to Scary, Scary Jerry. Jerry. Stay scary, buddy. Uh, scary Jerry, appreciate you listening to the show. <laughs> shout out, Stonebridge hey, Baseball. He he actually the best part about it was is that I told him to go on. He he followed us on TikTok on the uh, the DC Crossover Podcast on TikTok. Oh and yeah, he, he he started referencing. Quotes from when I uh, reviewed the uh, Flaming Hot Cheeto balls. <laughs> He's like, "So you want to take your clothes off when you eat them?" I'm like, "Okay, all right, Scary Jerry, calm scary down, Scary Jerry. Um, you gotta relax, buddy. <laughs> a little scary, Jerry. Uh, let's move on to the Washington Wizards. I, I did want to touch briefly on. Again, we're not really going to spend too much time on this, but uh, of course, the Wizards currently sitting in 11th place. They are three games back of the Bulls, so they are currently out of the playoffs if the season ended today. There is There are eight games left, so I guess technically the Wizards still have a chance. They haven't been mathematically eliminated like the Hornets and the Pistons have. But um, the, the, what, what I want to talk about is, so 
Chris Miller, um, who I like for the most part, has been on these Wizards broadcasts for a long time. He was a sideline reporter for a while, and then now um, with the vacancy in the play-by-play position, they moved him into the play-by-play guy to go along with Drew Gooden and, and, and company. So, um, and and look, I mean, I've tuned down to the Wizards for the most part. I'm not really sitting down watching every game, but I watched you know a decent amount at the beginning of the season, and I thought he did a fine job. Like he kind of he's he's a little like like Bob for us with the Nats where he's like, he's kind of cheesy, a little corny, but like, right. you know, does a, does a good job. Like he's not a bad broadcaster yeah, by any means. Like he knows what he's doing. Is he really like, are you really tuning in and, and, you know, oh man, I can't wait to hear what Chris Miller has to think. No, not really, but he does an okay job. Anyways. So the wizards are at this point in the season, obviously. And Chris Miller on the broadcast, and this was a couple days ago, um, gets on before the game and he is basically rips apart Wizards Twitter and Wizards fan base talking about, um, you know, uh, you should never want to lose. You should never, like, uh, basically tearing apart anybody that believes in tanking and saying that, like, these teams, sh- uh, the team shouldn't tank. These pl- these players are not uh, com- real competitors if they lose on purpose, blah, 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 blah. And, and the thing is, and, and the reaction from Wizards Twitter has been, like, we don't need you to lecture us as, as fans of an organization that hasn't even won 50 games in... Uh, 20 years 30 years it's i think it the the streak is is 30 40 years since the wizards have won 50 more than 50 games in a season and here we are yet again sitting in the 11 spot in purgatory where yeah I, I wouldn't mind the team losing the next eight games and if it helps their draft stock so be it this these games don't really matter let's say they win the next eight games and they suddenly end into a 10 seed they're not winning a title this year they're they wouldn't even really make it out of the first round so what's really the point except for ruining your draft stock and so i i, I think it's just i hate the argument of the people that are super anti-tanking like I get part of it because I understand like you you shouldn't want to lose and stuff it's like okay like I get some of that hey the, you, you pay money to go see the game I don't want to see my team try and lose but at the same time it's like as a fan of the team what do you want them to do do you want them to become a championship contender or do you want them to just stay in a t- 9 10 11 seed type spot forever because in the NBA, the only way you move from that 8, 9, 10, 11 spot to the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 spot is by drafting really, really good talent or spending a bunch of money on really, really good players. The Wizards clearly aren't doing that, so the only other option is we got to start drafting better. <laughs> we got to start – I mean, what do you, how do you think we got John Wall when, when this team was so bad and they were able to finally draft John Wall? So I just think it, it's it's annoying to get lectured to from Chris Miller um, uh, when this team has been just hellish to watch for the last decade, really. Uh, and 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 I'm fine if they tank. I, I, would, I would be completely – honestly, I'd be completely happy if they went 0-82. I honestly would not give an F because – they would hopefully get a number one pick, you know, like I, I don't care They're If they're not going to win a title and they're not going to be a top five, six, top six team in the East, then you might as well just tank and you might as well lose as many games as possible. At least that's, that's my thoughts on the matter. And this has been really stirring up Wizards Twitter here for the last few days because of where we are in the season, Mike. Honestly, when you're looking at 
people who are anti-tank and I'm not trying to sit here and defend Chris Miller because that's his opinion. And if he wants to have that opinion, go for it. But I think just to look at it in his perspective, I think more so it goes along with him having to call these games. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. (laughs) You know, and he gets pissed off because he's, uh, again, just witnessing ass play for the right. most part well. uh half the time yeah oh okay well <laughs> uh you know uh we'll move on again. we'll move on yeah, yeah, no move I, on. I know what you're saying uh, but no you're right you're right like he is the one that is sitting and having to watch these games for two and a half hours and call them every single night or not every night but right. you know what i mean like yeah of course he, d- he doesn't want to see them lose games because he's he's getting paid money to sit there and try to make these games and this team seem exciting and seem good. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think I didn't even think of that. And I think that is a great point uh, because, and, and then also obviously he's paid by Monumental sports network. Ted Leonces owns that company. Like he's going to not sit there in the booth and just, you know, crap all over the wizards and, and the organization and, and their bad moves they've made and blah, blah, blah. Um, he's going to say good things and tell them like, Hey, we want them to win, but it's just annoying. It's just annoying. I'm annoyed. Well, when you, when, I mean, when you look at certain broadcasters, I mean, look at Joe B and locker when the caps aren't playing well and, and same with John Walton, he does exact same mm-hmm. thing when they're not playing well, they're not grilling them. But they're adjusting their commentary yeah, for sure. on. Oh, you know, the, yeah, they, they, they need to get there. They need to do this. They need to, like they're they're adjusting, so they're actually coaching the fans as well. Not like FP Santangelo yeah. used to demean fans, right? Right. But but in a, in the sense of saying like, yeah, they need to get this this going and lockers on the on the on the teleprompter screen thing or whatever the heck it's called, um, telestrator. That's what I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's telling this and he's doing this and all that kind of stuff. Kind of similar to what John Madden used to do back in the day uh, on Monday Night Football. You know, he sits there and he he's he's kind of basically grilling the players and, like, saying, like, this, 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 this. And he's going along with the telestrator. And that's the thing is when you're looking at broadcasters, and we've done it for many years as well. I mean, I used to um, not really have favorites, but I, I broadcasted one time a football game that ended 3 nothing. And it was the most embarrassing broadcast. I mean, I'm sitting there talking about the mascot with my 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 uh, 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 color guy next to me, and I'm sitting there, and and, and I'm like, so, uh, and his name was Mike too, and I still remember this this day. I'm like, so, Mike, uh, you know, look at that mascot down there, because there was nothing going <laughs> yeah, on, nothing, and, and, nothing, and it was just, it was just, it, it, there was two, it was a defensive battle, which is which is always fun every now and then, but like, I wanted to see some action, right. and it was just nothing. It was like three and out, three and out, three, and that's the problem is. When you're broadcasting, you get bored. And then when you start to see people tag you and see people tag the Wizards and all that kind of stuff. Also, when you're looking at production meetings, they're sitting there and saying, like, all right, what are we going to put on the production tonight? Mm-hmm. And then what, what kind of graphics are we going to put up? And these are the graphics that we're going to have available for you guys if you want to talk about. So they jot down the notes. And that they can't put the Twitter graphic up because all of a sudden the Twitter graphic is just trashing the team. Right, right. So the biggest thing is I think he's just trying to create some buzz. And I'm not trying to say he's trying to own the spotlight or anything like that. But when it comes down – to sitting there and watching a team play so horribly uh, at times and then then give you a spark of hope because they won three in a row or something like that. It's very difficult to see a team go out there and, like you said, live in purgatory because Chris Miller has been with this team for, what, five to ten years at this point? Yeah, no, so he's, he's been there he's for a while. Yeah. He's, he, he has seen this team basically just stay on a flat surface and not move up or down ever. 
And that's the problem is that people are getting fed up with that. And people that sit there and are anti-tank are the ones who, uh, I guess you could say, just like having their team in the playoff because then they can say, oh, we're in the playoffs, but they're really not. Because when you look at, I guess you could say, armchair GMs like ourselves, sometimes we have good points. I think we have good points more often than not. But at the same time, you're looking at it and saying that we would prefer this team, you know, mimic the Sixers, mimic them, go, go out, you know, get a few good draft picks. Hopefully you hit on them because they're in the top five and then move on. But the problem is, is that we have been living in that nine to like seventeen draft pick position yeah, forever, and that's a and terrible it, place to be. And, it, and it's like you're going to keep getting Corey Kispers. I'm not saying Corey Kispers is a bad player, but he's more of a average, uh, you know, role player. And that's the problem is you can't keep getting role players because you don't have the superstars like you like you see in some of these other cities that are getting them through free agency. So the problem is, is that we're not going to have a superstar. You can't win. And that's just how it is because you got those 10 superstars or so in the entire league, and none of them have ever even sniffed the D.C. market. It, the last time this team won over 50 games was 1978. They were called the Washington Bullets, and it was the year after they won the NBA Finals. And, oh, it, all right. you know, and it's like you look – meanwhile, you look at this – Great season. This team's now – yeah, yeah, we were – uh, you know, tw- twenty years, fifteen years away from even being born. You know, it's <laughs> uh, you look at these these seasons now, and it's all right. This year, thirty three wins right now. You, if you miraculously win the next eight games, you finish at forty one and forty one. I don't think that's going to happen. Thirty five wins the year before. Thirty four wins the year before that. Twenty five. Thirty two. Good. Twenty seventeen. Forty three wins. Regardless, we're looking at. This fan base is just so fed up of the same old crap year after year after year. I mean, at least Scotty Brooks, as much as that guy was uh, annoying, was at least getting us into the playoffs. Now you got Wes Unseld. uh, It's only his second season, so you can't blame him too much, but it's still, things are not going great with him. I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating because you look around the league and you look at like a team like Sacramento and you see... You know, they, they, you see how excited their fan base is right now because uh, Sacramento is suddenly good after, you know, they're, I think they haven't made the playoffs in like 20 years or some, something crazy like that. You look at a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, who um, have had ups and downs in their team's uh, uh, trajectory in their career. And then you bring in a guy like, suddenly a guy, once in a generation player like Giannis comes in and it changes the whole direction of the franchise. You look at a team like the Sixers, like you talked about, who, okay, you couldn't criticize them because. Because have their has their tanking led to a title? No, but they're at least in a in the mix every year. I mean, they're a top three, top four team every single season because of the things that they did, and now uh, have turned their franchise around. You look at the Cavaliers, who were god awful a few years ago, and now they're the fourth best team in the East. I mean, in the in the uh, in the Western Conference. The freaking Thunder are making the playoffs this season. The Thunder tanked. The Thunder, literally, that's what they did. They tanked, and they got high picks, and now they've got 36 wins, and they're possibly going to be making the playoffs. It's just so frustrating to see the tide turn for these other teams, and meanwhile, oh, look, there's the Wizards in 11th place. This is what we see every single year. Oh, maybe we made 10th place this year. Oh, maybe we get to play a play-in game. We're not in the top five. We haven't been in the top five in the conference for, I mean, a decade at least. 
it's just so frustrating. So for Chris Miller to get on the air and to 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 act like you know to lecture the fan base about you should always want to win. You should always want to win. Of course, we want to win, but but the team isn't. So you know, he's just venting. I think I, I agree. I, I think he is just like we are right now. I mean, it's just yeah, so yeah, right. so frustrating just to go through. Yeah, yet another season of this crap. Uh, like we sit there and we try to make a format for every single episode and. I mean, I'm just thinking about it today, and I was like, do I text Ben and ask him, is the offseason starting today? <laughs> so it's like, that's the, that's the problem, is that there's only so much. And the funny thing is, is going back to the baseball team that I coach, yeah, you know, they were they were talking to me about it, and uh, one of my uh, players said, well, you don't really have that much to talk about, do you? And I said, uh, no. So right now we're just going to be eating food. Right. So right. it's like, I mean, you, you know, in the NHL, <laughs> when usually we have the Caps fighting for a playoff spot, I mean, right, they're right. they're uh, the third team down from even uh, from Pittsburgh. I mean, for for making the playoffs too. Like they're not going to make the playoffs. Pittsburgh is at eighty two points. The Caps are at seventy six. It's obviously it's not like they're mathematically eliminated either. But very bleak. They got eight yeah. games left too. So it's like they're 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 similar to the Wizards, where okay, maybe you barely sneak into the playoffs and then you lose. So you know, and then it, it's tough. It's tough in DC right now. I will say, like, and and we do a DC uh, sports based podcast, and so we know that better than anybody that you know as we uh, we try to cover all the four major teams and look what the state is of the four major teams. The Wizards yet again are finishing uh, probably just out of the playoffs but not bad enough for a high draft pick. The Caps clearly the tide has turned there. They're about to miss the playoffs for the first time in a while. Uh the Commanders are in no man's land. We have no idea what this team is going to be at this point because it's like we're still trying to figure out the owner situation. And then, you know, you've got the Nationals who are possibly the worst team in Major League Baseball. So things are not great. No wonder we're just stuffing our fat faces with food every uh, episode because... Hey, I love the Defenders. Yeah, well, yeah, the Defenders are undefeated still. So shout out to them uh, as as they uh, they play tomorrow, right? And they're trying to... They're 5-0 and uh, as of now, well, I believe. The, well, yeah, but the problem is, is that, I mean, I only know about four players and I've watched oh, yeah. every game. Oh, I've watched. Uh, zero seconds of the DC Defender, maybe five seconds uh, on accident. So yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough right now. Which is funny because yeah, five years ago, this was the greatest time ever to be a DC sports fan. You had the cat, yeah, the Caps, yeah. and the Nats win back to back championships. Uh, it was it was some of the greatest little stretch here. And now look where where it's gotten us. Now we're just living in this hell as as I'm in the darkest room in the world, apparently. Uh, I forgot to turn on the light before we started the podcast, and I can't get up now because I'm not wearing any pants. So uh, <laughs> as <laughs> it was hot in this house, as we move on, uh, let's get into, yeah. I wonder why it got so dark. Yeah, don't let that one, that this episode play for your uh, high school team. Um, all right, let's, we'll just touch briefly on March Madness. Um <laughs> But before before I do want to touch a little bit on on the golf side of things, but um, yeah, just just the only thing is obviously you know stating the obvious as everybody's seen, it's just like this tournament's been nuts. I mean, the fact that we're looking at this final four is insane, and and I think we were talking a little bit before the show about how you know brackets wise, it's almost like even if your championship pick got eliminated early on in the bracket. 
it's you probably still have a chance to win your bracket because nobody's predicting what what this is happening right now. I mean, uh, crazy game with San Diego State earlier today as we record. Um, we're recording right now. Miami and Texas are tied 77 all with like three minutes left in that game. So we'll see who punches their ticket in from there. I mean, UConn's just blowing everybody away in their games. It's crazy. And, and this is, I feel like this is good for the tourney because I feel like they needed a year like this where to remind everybody that, hey, we all have no idea what we're doing when it comes to, to bracket picking and to like, you know, seeding and especially a year like this where even months before the end of the season, I was saying, I was texting, I, I, I was reminding my friend about this because I, I found the text where I told him, it's anybody's tournament. It's anybody's yep. year yep. this year because there was definitely no clear cut number one team really. Um, you could say, yeah, Purdue, but then you remember like, yeah, it's Purdue. There was no chance they were going to win the title. <laughs> yeah, it's Gonzaga. No chance they were going to win the title. Their zags are going to zag. Um, and then like other teams, just Kansas. I thought Kansas was going to make a bigger run than they did. They lose to uh, Arkansas, and then Arkansas gets absolutely shellacked in their next game. So it's just a crazy tournament. At this point, I think UConn is probably my pick at this point. Uh, it's funny because I had bet on UConn to win it all months and months and months ago. It was part of a championship parlay I made, but I missed out because the Eagles didn't win it. So if the Eagles had won, I would have had a good shot to win some money because uh, I think UConn's going to win it all here. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun, though. Like, today's game was pretty nuts, that San Diego State-Creighton game coming down to a, a foul at the end. Uh, gutsy call there by the ref. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be the guy that called blow the whistle with, you know, one second left in the game to call the foul, but it was a foul. If you go back and watch the play, the guy has his entire left arm on the shooter's hip and shoves him during the shot. A lot of people don't like that call happening at that stage of the game, which I get, but regardless, a crazy ending there. And Anything in particular stick out to you as far as kind of what you've seen for the tourney this season? I mean, I said the exact same thing, which was that it's anyone's tournament. I mean, people were asking me, like, who do you think is the best? Who do you think? I mean, there was no clear cut. I think they have, like, eight number ones this season. Right. And just like you mentioned, you're not going to sit there and pick Purdue. Purdue always no. fails. And yeah. honestly, going along with my bracket, I actually had Texas winning the entire thing, and then I switched it to Arizona like an idiot. Um, but I did have uh, I, then I did switch it from Texas winning the whole thing to Arizona, and then I had UConn. I moved UConn into the championship. So it's it, it's just one thing that you're looking at and saying. I, I thought Kansas State with the Norwell guy. I thought he was going to be like right. a Kemba Walker type and lead them to the championship. I mean, he he led them pretty far. I mean, they rode his back. I mean, uh, shout out to him for. I mean. I obviously watched them play Michigan State, and he was just hitting insane shots, and he was right. on a bum ankle. And like the funny thing is, I I, I liked Kansas State a lot throughout this year, and I, I like their coach. I like guys like Noel, but obviously I didn't want him to beat Michigan State. So any other matchup, I would have been rooting for them. But yeah, that was a crazy run. I mean, that team was pick, picked last to finish last in the conference, and they <laughs> made the run that they did. It was crazy. This, and then you got the stories of teams like Princeton making the run that they did. Uh, yep. I mean, the fact that FAU is where they are in the Final Four is insane. I mean, this right. is this is, this year is is nuts. I mean, betters are probably losing their mind for the most part because, like, how can you predict these games at this point, you know? Right. How do you and, bet and, on and this? I, I mean, and, and you're looking at uh, San Diego State, and FAU has scored a bunch of points this, this entire tournament, 
And I think, honestly, San Diego State might be their kryptonite. Yeah. Because if they play the defense that they did today against Creighton, FAU has almost zero shot yeah, to agree. beat them. So, and I honestly, uh, the championship game might just be UConn versus whoever is, is going to win at the end of this recording. So you're looking at it and saying, if it's UConn versus Miami, then that might be the championship game. If it's UConn versus Texas, that might be the championship game. Because I think if UConn ends up going to the championship game against either FAU or San Diego State, I think they're just going to they're, they're gonna wax them. Yeah. Because right now, uh, UConn, I think their best, or excuse me, their worst win so far was like 17 points. Yeah. So it's, it's like they're just, they're just demolishing everybody. Which is funny because UConn had these ups and downs throughout the season where at one point they were kind of like, hey, this team could win it all. And then they kind of had a skid. I think they were sixteen and zero. I think. Yeah, people were, and then people they they had that skit, and people stopped believing them in them a bit, and then they enter the tournament, and they're kind of like, yeah, maybe they'll do good, maybe they won't, and then now they're just literally destroying everybody. It's been right. it's been insane. Um, but let's let's move on. If you do, you have the music queued up, Michael? Of course I do. I As always do. We we need to shift gears a little bit because one of the greatest tournaments in all of sports is happening. Just in a few short weeks here, I guess. Yeah. April 6th through the 9th, <laughs> another tournament. It's the Masters. It is the Masters. On and, CBS. Uh, the returning <laughs> on CBS. Is it on CBS every day? It's, e- it's on ESPN and CBS, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to run through Scotty Scheffler's winner's menu that he has picked out for this upcoming Masters. By the way, Scotty Scheffler, currently, he, McElroy, and Rahm all at plus 700 uh, f- to win the Masters right now. Ooh, that's, that's some juicy odds. Uh, those are the three best, uh, three you know, three picks there. And then you got Spieth at plus 1,800, Shoffley at 2,000, Cam Smith, 2,000, Finau, 2,200, Cantlay, 2,200, JT twenty two hundred, Day twenty two hundred. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind throwing in like, like a Victor Hovland, you know, like plus three thousand. Like I, I might sprinkle, oh, yeah. I might sprinkle in some some money here, and like maybe Zalatoris gets hot, put him in, yeah. you know, just like a couple bucks. What's Cam on Smith at right now? Uh, Cam Smith is at plus two thousand. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like now, yeah. he hasn't been playing that well for live, but at the same time, he always plays well at Augusta, and that's the thing about Augusta. Right. My buddy ended up saying, "Oh, I'm definitely going to take Rory for Augusta," and I said, "Dude, he he doesn't really play no. there. Oh, that's a dumb bet. Play well that's there. a dumb bet. I don't. I, <laughs> yeah. I would not take. That's somebody that's clearly not watching golf <laughs> because you're not <laughs> taking Rory there. But you know, your boy Tiger Woods plus fifty five hundred, Mike, to win the Masters on CBS." I mean, I, on C, you know what? You know who I'm not betting on is Bryson DeChambo. <laughs> what's what, what's his odds? Plus fifty five hundred. He's he's right there with Tiger See, and he, Justin Rose. Here's the thing. So so I remember literally. I think it might have been three or four years ago uh, when the height of Bryson DeChambo <laughs> was still on and and cracking. Right. And I, when, when basically he went out there and said, "Oh, th- this course plays like a par sixty seven for me." Yeah. You know what I did immediately after I heard that? I missed went and bet on him yeah. to miss the yeah. cut, and it was like plus 400 for him to miss the cut. Yeah. And I ended up putting like 10 bucks on it, and it was the best 10 bucks I've oh, ever spent. absolutely. No, I think there's a couple guys here that I wouldn't mind sprinkling some money on, like Marikawa, 
Sorry, Morikawa. Jeez, I can't Morikawa. <laughs> like I said, Morikawa. Jeez, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And Zal- Zalatoris and Hobbit. Who is it again? Morikawa on CBS. Mo- Mo- <laughs> uh, those are some guys I feel like I wouldn't mind sh- uh, sprinkling a little bit of cash here and there on just in case because I feel like the favorite, like Scheffler, McElroy, and Rom. I feel. I mean, well, Rom's obviously been playing well. All year, and then Scheffler's Scheffler. I mean, he's he's uh, just a machine. I still think it's never tends to be the favorite that pulls it out. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like it's usually like the next tier, like the next couple guys that kind of surprise you a little bit. I mean, uh, so maybe a Patrick Cantlay. Well, or something. I mean, honestly, dude, I am I, yeah, I never do Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been on him so many times, and he just he just falls right on his face. Um, but dude, I, I love. That's my new thing is golf betting. Yeah, I love I've been doing it every weekend now. Uh, you've got me dude. hooked on it too. I've been doing it. Well, because it's so fun. Because like I literally look at certain writers and what they're what they're picking mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. And I look at you know Golf Digest. I look at CBS. I look at on CBS. Um, uh, CBS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look at all these different you know sites and see who's who's picking and and what their analysis is and all this kind of stuff and then it gives you something to to, to look at on Thursday Friday and then you're hoping they make the cut. Obviously the Players Championship I just cashed in hardcore with that one um, with uh, Scotty as uh, as the winner and then I ended up also doing our parlay with Dan, uh, which I'm, I'm a little shocked that you didn't join in on that parlay. I mean, it was late Friday night, so you might have been sleeping. Oh, probably asleep. Um, <laughs> I think it was like midnight, and we're sitting there, and he's like, "I'm I'm on a, like the coldest streak of my life." And I said, "Dude, just bet this with me." And he's like, "Well, I'm thinking that uh, you know Min Woo Lee is going to do something." And I said, "All right, well let's let's do it with uh, Victor Hovland," and we ended up cashing on that bet too. We put ten bucks each on it to win like ninety. By the way, so by I the way, it looks in. like Miami is going to take the dub. They're uh, wow. they're up like six with like fifteen seconds left. So that's crazy. Yeah, but but yeah. So so let's let's get into the Scotty the Scotty dinner. All right, because I've not so seen wanted, this. Right. So I I wanted to, uh, well I actually looked it up uh, the other day uh, because I heard someone mention it and I was like you know what I'm gonna bring this up on the cast uh, the one of the returning casts okay, that we have okay. uh, after all of our busy stuff. So here is the Masters Club dinner of the champion Scotty Scheffler. The appetizers, cheeseburger sliders cool. served with uh, serves Scotty style, whatever the hell that is. Okay, um, so that's that's the first one. So a grade on cheeseburger sliders as an app. Uh, cheeseburger sliders. I mean, I'll probably give it a solid C plus. I mean, I like okay. it. I'd eat it, but it's not you know it's not super creative. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let's be honest here. It's, it's like a mini patty. cut up cheeseburgers. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, the next one is firecracker shrimp. Okay. Sweet Thai chili and sriracha mayo. Okay. Now we're starting to talk my language a little bit. I'll probably yeah. go like a B plus on that. I mean, I, I like yeah. I like, I like, like a good firecracker shrimp. You get the good, really good, like, deep fried crust on the shrimp, and you get a good dipping yep. sauce involved. I'm a fan of that. So B plus. It, it is so firecracker shrimp is similar to bang bang shrimp. Yeah. yeah. So is, is that stuff. breaded? Yeah. Is it mm-hmm. breaded? Okay. Man, that, I'm, I'm all in yeah, for that same. one. The next one is tortilla soup. <laughs> uh, D minus. Don't give a crap about it. avocado, crispy blue tortilla strips, sour cream, cilantro, and lime. So that's the soup. Yeah. Yeah. Soup. D minus. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, it's it, it's. I mean. 
Honestly, here we should. That's what we should do is, is do a quick run through of what we should, uh, what we would do. Maybe we'll do that next week. Too. Yeah, yeah, that that works. Yeah, save the content, man. Save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Save, save the content that we're lacking right now. All right, here we go. Here's the main right, dishes. By the way, I don't like it when they just say, "All right, here you here you get a choice of this or this." Like, why can I have both? Yeah, that's I true. Don't, I don't I'd ask for it. both. It's a master's dinner. So here we go. The first is the Texas ribeye steak. Okay. Or the blackened red fish. So it's a blackened red fish. So not steak a red or fish. fish. It's a okay. blackened one. I mean, obviously, I'm going steak for sure. Um, and it's a ribeye, you said? Yeah. Okay, I like that cut. So, yeah, I mean, okay. that's a solid B plus again. Yeah, yeah. The sides, family style macaroni and cheese. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like <laughs> it. Uh, you know, again, B plus. Jalapeno creamed corn. A minus. <laughs> a little zip, you're, you're, a little zip with that corn. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, a little zippy. Yeah. Fried Brussels sprouts. Uh, F. Don't care. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Yes. Brussels sprouts are terrible. Brussels sprouts. I mean, geez, yeah. you can just use those as a as, yeah. as a, a, a pot. You can clean your clubs with those after the round. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. And, and seasoned fries. Okay, I mean seasoned fries. How boring can you get? Like salt. Uh, okay, C C. That's a C. That's a C. Like, come on, uh, man. Uh, could, could you sit there and, and like say I'm gonna have McDonald's fries? That would, or see, that would be Arby's fun. Fries. But like, I feel like why not do like Parmesan truffle fries or like yeah. cur- seasoned cur- like uh, Cajun curly fries or yeah. like you know something more interesting than just seasoned fries. Seasoned what fries. Scotty? We we have parsley and salt. Yeah, that's that's boring. Boring. That's what I, I wonder if that's allowed though, or, or it's too trashy for Augusta. I mean, we're talking about cheeseburgers and mac and cheese. I think we can get a little uh, Cajun seasoning on the fries. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, oh, if fast you said, food. like, I want Arby's curly fries. I mean, can't they let, can't, can't you kind of do what you want? You're the you're the champ. I mean, uh, Trump had McDonald's for At the White the, House, the yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, might, you might as well have it. Uh, yeah, Augusta. why not? Come on. Augusta. Okay. They had so freaking dude go. perfect there throwing Frisbees. I think they can have McDonald's fries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Bryson DeChambeau, of all people, yeah. the guy who missed the cut. Yeah. All righty, so the dessert option Ooh, okay. is a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. Okay. Milk and cookies and cream ice cream. Ooh, okay, game changer. So this is all this is all together, this dessert. So a yes. cookie. Or it, says, it says milk and cookies ice cream, which I never, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that I is. I added either. the cookies and cream, but uh, whatever. Okay, cookies and cream, ice cream, and like a nice warm skillet cookie. You know where you get that is uh, if you go to uh, Alamo Draft House and they have a dessert on the menu. So you go see a movie or whatever, you get your regular food, and then you get the cookie with a little dollop of uh, ice cream Daisy? on it. It's great. A dollop of Daisy? Uh, is it Daisy ice cream? I have no idea. I just, uh, Daisy is sour cream. It was a joke, oh, but you certainly didn't get not it, a so dollop of Daisy. Woo! Right over <laughs> yeah, your head. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> never heard that commercial. Uh, dollop of Daisy. I haven't heard that one, and I like Daisy. I like sour cream, but <laughs> okay. Well, it's not going on. Whatever you put <laughs> yeah, on. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, ice cream, and uh, if you can get a nice warm cookie with some ice cream, it's a great combination. So yeah, I like that one. That's probably a, a good B. Overall grade for him is, we'll just go with a B minus, B minus, B minus. So I have two other ones, uh, real quick, just to run yeah, through yeah. fast. Uh, one is very nubs, and obviously no one remembers this guy even winning the Masters. <laughs> 
Danny Willett. Oh yeah, okay. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to know yeah. his name to Big actually D know who Will. the hell he is. Okay. Yeah, Big D Will. Um, so his uh, was mini. I'm just gonna run through it. Mini cottage pies. Uh, Sunday roast of prime rib, roasted potatoes and vegetables, Yorkshire pudding, gravy, and the dessert of apple crumble and vanilla no. custard. All this sucks. I mean, what what, what a loser! Yeah, no, no thanks. I mean that that's going to be your choice. That's an F minus. That's a that's a that's a that's a, a, a X. Yeah. Uh, for so far down the scale. That's a DNP. Did not. Yes, play. and then yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, do not place a bet on him. Then you have Jordan Spieth in 2016. Uh, salad of local greens. Okay. So it can't be imported greens. Right. Um, the main course of Texas barbecue, Ooh. because I think he went to, he was a Texas Longhorn. Right. Beef brisket, smoked half chicken, Oof. pork ribs. Like that. Sides of barbecue, baked beans, bacon, and chive potato salad. Oof. Now I never had potato salad or egg salad. I never had that stuff because it just looks like yeah, grosses me out. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of gross, but that sounds it, pretty it, good. Does that sloshing sound like you like? I only like that with mac and cheese. That's, <laughs> that's when you know. That's when you know you've made a good batch. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, sauteed green. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he can't move on. I can't. I'm trying. Sauteed green beans. <laughs> Sauteed green beans. Okay. Yes. Boring, but okay. Oh, boring. Okay. Real zucchini. Gosh. I, yeah. I'm starting to hate zucchini more and more, honestly. Uh, there's nothing you can do. Everyone's always like, oh, yeah, you can make it into noodles. It's like, well, why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, when I can just have regular well, why noodles. Why can't I just have noodles? <laughs> yeah, why can't I just have the linguine? Like, roasted some yellow, <laughs> roasted yellow squash. Okay, some now it's going of, downhill. It's a, lot of health, a lot of healthy. Yeah, things the barbecue thing, part was Jordan. great. Now it's going downhill. Dessert of warm chocolate chip cookie with vanilla ice okay, cream, which yeah. is a, a, it's nice, but it's you know, yeah, it's, it's not as cool as the cookies and cream ice cream. Like that was a pretty good idea. By the way, did you ever go to the place called Zeffirelli? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to Zeffirelli's okay. in Hernan. Yeah. yeah. We went there on Friday, by the way. Oh, I went there for like my prom dinner or something. <laughs> Jeez. Well, it is old. Yeah, it's like an old school place. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. I'm gonna, you know what? Honestly, one thing, you know, this is not a knock on the restaurant, it's a knock on just restaurants in general. When they put you at a, a table for two, yeah. why is the table so f- I was gonna cuss. So effing small. Oh, when it like pushes into your gut and stuff. Are you saying? Well, well or you that, run out of room but, on the table. Well, the, at Outback the other day, it was like literally like choking me. Yeah, and that. it was a booth, and I was like, okay, I'm not that big. Oh yeah, like, I hate when you go in and it's, it's just yeah, it's like pressing into your yeah, rib cage. Yeah, I, I had like a line on my stomach. Yeah. I'm like what the? <laughs> but no, but this place, the table was so small, and they give you like they give you bread, and they give you they have like glasses, and and, and so it's like. I had no space for anything. Oh yeah, I hate I hate when you run out of space at a table because then yeah you're like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like there's nothing, there's no right. room for my drinks, there's no room for like my food. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I make your tables bigger, people. Come on, what are you doing? Well, well, that place is old too, so it's like yeah, they need they need to see a little update. I mean, it said like they've been and the and the, <laughs> the guy was like, 
saying, oh, yeah, you know, what's your name? What He's, like, introducing himself. And I was like, okay, that's that's nice yeah. and stuff. But he was like, this is we, – we had the veal chop, and he was trying to make a joke and about the price and – I mean, it, mine was really good, and so was hers too. Because I, she no, had it's a cool, it's a very cool old school good. place, old school Italian. If you if you're in the Herndon area, Zeffirelli's there in downtown Herndon. That's a good spot. No, like I said, like we, it was, it's so been around so long. Like yeah, we did that for like my prom night dinner was like a right. fancy dinner at Zeffirelli's. I haven't really been back, but um, that was the dinner where my dad gave me two hundred bucks in cash to like have for the dinner to pay for everything. Uh, and uh, a check comes, and I reach into my pocket, and I realize there's a hole, and all the cash is completely <laughs> gone. Yikes. So I had to call him up, and he had to, unfortunately, had to bring me more, and it was like, I am so sorry, Dad. <laughs> like, I, I was- He was, he probably I was so sorry. Oh, he was, yeah. Was, yeah, 200 bucks is 200 bucks. We're not made of money here. Uh, yeah, it was it was rough. He was so salty, Scotty Scheffler could have used some of the salt for he his could, season fries. He could, because, I mean, what are we talking about here? Just regular fries. I, I would have Zeffirelli's cater my master's dinner. There we go. Now, we'll, next week, we'll do, let's go through it. Next week, we'll go through- uh, oh, yeah. A full, our full menu, our masters menu. If we win, win the masters, which of course we will. Uh, before we, Dude, the go, Astros, the Astros scored twenty four runs today. Ah, there's a nice little <laughs> spring training game for people. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, before we go, we're gonna wrap up. But before we go, we do have, uh, of course, Mike's trivia corner. Might as well hit it up uh, before we end today's episode. A chance for you, the fans at home, to play trivia, and for me to probably just get it wrong. What do you got there? Jeez, your room is so dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, it's a, I don't know how you can see in there. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> Here we go. What? Uh, no, actually, we're going with this one. We're going to go a different one. Here we go. What Georgetown? Okay, I'm going to start it over. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's, there's two Georgetown, so I'm, I'm Patrick looking Hewitt. at the wrong ones. There, all right, here we go. The DC Sports Trivia Question of the Week. What Georgetown star played 18 NBA seasons won the NBA Defensive Player of the Year Award four times and was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2011. Um, he was. You said he won how many Defensive Player of the Year awards? Four? Four. Quattro. That's four Quattro in Spanish. Defensive Player of the Year awards. So originally I was like, is this Allen Iverson? But like, I don't think he won. I don't think he was a good defender. So I don't think that would be. Him. It's probably got to be a big man, right? Um, four defensive player of the year awards. But 2011. So obviously, yeah, it's it's not Patrick Ewing because I feel like 2011 is too late for him to be inducted. He would have been inducted earlier than that. Um, so it's probably some other big man, big Georgetown center, probably. Um, man, I wish I knew my Georgetown centers better. Uh, I will say I did not know that this guy went to Georgetown when I read the question cool. earlier. Okay, so it's going to be probably something that I didn't know that he went to Georgetown either. Um, uh, I guess for my hint, can you tell me? I guess I my I'm worried about asking for his NBA team because I wonder if that will just give it away entirely. But uh, if you don't think it will give it away entirely, tell me. I can give you. I, he, I, he played for multiple teams. So sure. I can give you. All right. I will say. We'll go with the Rockets. Okay. Was it like? And I made this may be like a stupid guess. Dikembe Mutombo. Did he play at Georgetown? Dikembe Mutombo is my guess. I guess. 
You're right. Okay. I, I, I mean, look, if you're listening at home, you're like, you're such an idiot. You didn't know we played the <laughs> Jordan you, uh, Like the people that go on the TikTok comments and are like, you didn't know this? Oh, you effing <laughs> idiot. And you're just like, get a life. You're, get a life. Why don't you go eat some seasoned fries yeah, with Scotty? Get a, life. get a life. I didn't know something. Congratulations. You knew it. I didn't. I don't care. It doesn't get me anything. I don't. I don't. I. I. I don't get paid for answering a trivia question. I just hate when people are like, "How did you not know that?" It's like because I, yeah. you know, talk yeah. to women. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> so easy. Dikembe, and I got it right. So screw them. Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> that's not. All right, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> it's a good episode did, for your. I, uh, I, I, I did the same thing. I did the same yeah, thing one time, yeah. and, I, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." I don't know if I can do that anymore. Um, it's a good episode for your 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 uh, your high schoolers to listen to for sure. Um, well, the, the worst part was that they they played it on a Bluetooth speaker in the library. Oh God, that's terrible. Yeah, they should be suspended for that. You, you got to make well, them run laps. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I might, I might. Crazy Jerry, I might do that. whatever that kid's name is. What was it? Scary Jerry? Scary Jerry. <laughs> Great, crazy Jerry. Yeah. Insane Jerry. That there guy, is. That guy's nuts. Um, Scary guy. So we are back uh, into the swing of things. We'll be uh, around here, uh, putting out episodes, and then the off season will be starting sooner rather than later because we're running out of s to talk <laughs> about. Um, but uh, of course, MLB opening day this week. NBA and NHL seasons wrapping up, and we'll talk a little Commanders maybe next ne- uh, episode because obviously Jacoby Brissett. I mean, kind of a, a move that I want to get your thoughts on for sure. Um, but besides that, people follow the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone Sixteen and on the Talk, so you can make your comments about me being an idiot or <laughs> you know Mike's <laughs> rants and all that good stuff. Uh, DC Cro- the DC Crossover Podcast uh, or just DC Crossover Podcast on TikTok. That's what it is. Uh, follow the show. And uh, subscribe, like, all that good stuff. We will see you next time. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. John Z, take us out. Welcome back, Sweet, sweet voice. Makes me just so happy. Love you, John Z.